easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Markley, May Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Want to take you higher. Uh, talking gas prices. Oh, they're going higher. Uh, yeah, gas prices hit a new all-time high today amid rising inflation and President Biden's restrictions on oil and gas production. Uh, according to AAA's average gas price calculator, the national average of a cost of a regular gallon of gasoline hit 4 dollars and 37 and a half cents there's no quit in this administration sir no they're going to just keep going higher and higher and higher setting records daily (laughs) well you know the solution to this right just get an electric vehicle because that that's completely green and doesn't rely on fossil fuel energy production whatsoever except it does yes um yeah and there's also that problem with you know people affording an electric vehicle that's also pretty tone deaf for people like, well, I, I drive one. I know you do, Colbert. Good for you. Good for you, all of you in the administration that have been talking about green energy for years. That's not a realistic thing for a lot of people in the United States. Well, you know, the, the gas reserves and open up lower gas prices, and, and we've done that. We need to celebrate together. They're no. still going up, dude. No, and, and guess what also is happening now because of the release of unprecedented release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, the Biden administration, by the way, very quietly is moving to buy more oil to restock the preserve. Right now they're spending money to try to restock it because we would be getting at the end of this, whatever it was, 60-day experiment at the end of the i'm sorry six month right experiment of releasing Mm -hmm. a million barrels of oil a day uh at the end of that we are going to be at critically low levels so we got to restock the pond Mm -hmm. and they're doing that by buying oil on the international market it's so frustrating on so many different levels 
What was that clip a little while back? Parenthetically, when you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the Mail Granola Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. Yeah, see, and now it's electric. You just go electric. Uh, he's not going to make it. How long is this going to go on? No. Words with Joe Biden sound like hostages with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> they just, they don't. He's trying to let them go. Maybe we should do a new game, Bertle, where you got Biden and you got words. You got to figure out what they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now, Biden's economic advisor. Uh, says inflation is because we've managed the pandemic so well. Yeah, Cecilia Rouse was on CNN this morning trying to send this message out there. This is a consequence of having an effective strategy against the pandemic. So this is why the president understands that the Federal Reserve needs They have a full slate and can address their dual mandate of price stability and full employment. We understand that that is the economic challenge in front of us. That is what he is focused on every day. Okay. It's one thing after another after another. And now it's, well, inflation. Okay, so it is going to be here longer than we first thought. But that's only because we've managed the pandemic so well. Except you haven't managed the pandemic so well because we've got, uh, well, more people in Biden's first year dying uh, from the coronavirus than did in the in the last year of Donald Trump's presidency. So, I mean, can you say that the pandemic was all that well managed? I don't know. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. It's just one thing to the next to the next. Whatever is going to stick is what they're feeling like with the American people, and they're just not buying it. They're not dumb, especially when they're paying attention. And you get the feeling they're paying attention right now. They're already hyping the new variant coming this fall, just in time for the election. Oh, I heard all about it. So you'll be able to vote from thought now. You just think about the candidate and it's registered. (laughs) Well, with all the reports that came out about what this really did to kids in school, and we talked about it yesterday, and they're talking already. What well, might have to, you know, do oh, yeah. remote learning again this fall? Yep. Nope. No, 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 That's we'll a no. We'll take your line. We're not going back. We're not <laughs> going back. You freaking kooks. Speaking of which, so you can divide and unite people at the same time. This is quite a trick right now. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Joe Biden likes to claim that he is the great uniter, right? He wants to. He wants us to stop seeing each other as enemies. But at every opportunity, he divides people, right? He tells people, well, uh, this MAGA crowd is the most extreme political movement of all time. I know. I imagine. I mean, they have teamed up with, well, the vast majority of Americans that don't like second and third trimester abortion. Imagine those people. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And also Republicans are extreme because they want to stop Democrats from castrating 12-year-olds. They want to do that, too, those unloving people. Golly. Uh, so White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked whether he's really up to the challenge of uniting the country. 
Hmm. Well, the president's view is you can do both. He believes that there is work we can continue to do together. We're, we're actively advocating for. He was out traveling in uh, just last Friday on the uh, Bipartisan Innovation Act. We believe that <laughs> needs to move forward. It should move forward. Uh, and that can be can build on the nearly 80 bills that we signed into law last year that are bipartisan. But he's also not going to stand by uh, and not call out what he sees as uh, ultra-MAGA uh, behavior, ultra-MAGA policies um, that are out of the mainstream of the country and are not in the interest of the American people, whether that is efforts to prevent a woman from making choices about her own health care or whether that is Chairman Scott's uh, policy and proposals on uh, that would raise taxes on people making less than $100,000 a year. Her own health care, making choices on her own health care. You see what's going on out there. You see the protests. You see the different pro-life organizations that have been attacked. I mean, firebombed. Basically, Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. through the window, all that stuff going on. Okay. And part of that is the reaction from media and the left talking about, you know, giving people the sense that abortion is going to be outlawed for anybody everywhere. That's not exactly what's happening at the Sur- Supreme Court, as we know. It's not even close. Well, talking about kicking it back to the states. And this all, again, starts in Mississippi when you're talking about 15 weeks, which most Americans agree with. Just look at the numbers. That's all you have to do. And so if you're really wanting to bring people together, you would explain it to people as it really is. There's very few people in America that, first of all, find this the most important issue, and second, want to see abortion unlimited Legal all the way up through nine months. They don't. And so you see the kooks on TV. That one scene outside the Basilica of old St. Patrick's in New York City with the one woman that's got all the baby dolls. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and threatening and, and talking about killing them. Yes. Wow, man. I mean, that's crazy. That's dark. Yeah. That's oh. freaking evil. I'm killing her. I'm killing the baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're, you you want to be on that side? Well, and I would imagine some people are walking down the block going, geez, I really don't know how I feel. And when they see that, they go, well, obviously I'm on that side. You know, that, that's that, not crazy that's, at all. That screaming lady makes some coherent that's points. That's it. That's, yes. Yeah, I like that. And, oh, man. I mean, of any issues that we've had over the past few years, when you're talking about just a good versus evil sort of battle, and most people always think they're on the side of good. When that's your people out doing that, you feel good about that? You think you're on the side of good? Wanting second and third trimester abortions? You're, they're losing more people than they have a clue. They don't know what they're getting into, people on the left, that are trying to sell this thing. Man, more on that a little bit later. Did you hear this? We heard about, you know, last week Dave Chappelle, he's doing the stand-up act, and all of a sudden this guy gets up and attacks with a knife. With a knife. No felony, by the way. No. Which is crazy in itself. Then you come to find out this. <laughs> I 
I mean, you couldn't make it up. The same security company that was on duty when Chappelle was attacked also worked at Astro World. Remember that? Oh, geez. Travis Scott. Yeah, the Travis Scott thing. The yeah. people died? Yeah. Uh, first of all, how are you still in business after that? Yeah. And you're thinking, yeah, I think they got everything worked out now. Let's hire him for this. No. Well, I, I, I did hear, and I don't know if this is true, but my sources are telling me the guy who runs that company is about to be hired by Joe Biden to run the Pentagon. <laughs> I, I would, because well, he can't get fired. Right. That guy's They're, terrible and keeps getting work. Wow. Yes. He's perfect. Man, oh, man. Unreal. Okay, David, you said you're surprised there's not more freak out in Alabama and across the country because they made it a crime to castrate children. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Should we go Alabama or the president first, David? Uh, the president first. He's giving a speech and uh well Uh-oh. he's I uh, well he's lying just constantly throughout this about raising taxes. Says Republicans want to raise taxes. No, even the Washington Post multiple times has fact-checked him on that. When the Washington Post is giving you four Pinocchios and you're a Democrat, <laughs> you are your lying has reached a new level. Uh, he says, hey, I'm personally reducing the deficit. Moody's has said, no, that's not true. Uh, oh, and- by the way, I can get to this later. We even had a CNN fact-checker on that saying he's in, like, bizarro world. Yeah. <laughs> that he's- was a CNN fact-checker. I mean, the, the, the other word you could use is he's lying. Uh, yes. And even... Former Obama economists are saying, yeah, your spending has caused and fueled inflation. Yeah. In part, you, you're, you're partially responsible for this. Of course. But uh, anyway, here is the president trying to lay out his vision for America. Okay. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. Okay, hold on, man. Yeah. Uh, This is always a challenge. But some days, as you know, are just more challenging than others. We're not just going to slink back from it. We've got to take this challenge head on. What the hell did he just say? That the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. Scott, you get first crack. The strength we built is inflation. Yes. I think that's the new talking point. I'm, I'm, uh, from what David we're just played. We're changing definitions of words now, huh? Earlier in the yeah. show. Okay. I think it's because we did so well with the pandemic. Because of that, we have inflation. So, yeah, we got inflation, but just, you know, you should be thanking the good Lord for it because it, we did so great with the pandemic and managing that. Is that what they're trying to say? Now, as the uh, resident Josetta Stone expert, I can tell you that that is part of the talking point now. It honestly is. It's like the reason why inflation is out of control is because we did so well with the pandemic, even though more people died last year than in the final year of Donald Trump's uh, first term. 
So I get at least a B-plus for that. B-plus. But in that particular moment, I think what happened is that the words were individually in Joe Biden's brain, but through the process of senility, they got jumbled up like Scrabble tiles being dumped on the floor, yeah. and he just got them out of order. Because I believe what the what Chairman Powell said was the greatest threat to the strength of the American economy is inflation. Yeah, that inflation, that's not what Joe said, though. But that no, Joe was no. trying to say that. I don't know. I, I don't know if he was trying it, it, to say it. This is what came out. The number one threat is the strength, and, and that strength that we built is inflation. Hmm. That strength the wrong. we we built is inflation. I think he he mixed up some uh, prepositions there. But we built this city, but not on rock and roll. <laughs> no, on inflation. But, Yes, by giving people cash. Yeah. Free cash. Okay. Wow, Barack does the mambo. Listen to the radio. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alabama, David, big story, but not a lot of national coverage yet. No. New state law that took effect on Sunday made it a felony publish, uh, punishable by up to 10 years in prison for doctors to prescribe puberty blockers and hormones to... Uh, kids who are struggling with their gender identity. Uh, the accurate way to say this is chemical castration. They have banned chemical castration of children. Of course, Good. the Associated Press doesn't frame it that way. They're like, oh, well, you're, you're punishing trans people under the age of 19. Uh, now, a judge has not yet ruled on a request to block that state from enforcing the law because there's a lawsuit. Of course there is. Uh, lawsuit against that particular piece of legislation. Um, that ruling is expected sometime this week. And I noticed something. At first, I was a little bit surprised that there wasn't this avalanche of outrage about this. Then when you step back and you think about it a little bit, it, it makes perfect sense because Absolutely. national media, generally speaking, is liberal. They want Democrats to be in power and they know that one of the biggest threats to that is if they were to openly talk about what these procedures, what these medicines are, and what they do to children. They would know why it's already outlawed in several countries that so many on the left want to aspire to be like. Because well over 80% of kids that have had gender dysphoria are past it by the age of 18. All these different topics they don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about second and third trimester abortion because it's a loser for them. And it goes on and on and on. So, yeah, maybe we won't hear much about that. And if anything, it'll be affirming care. Yeah, well, they're against affirming care. It, it's another war against LGBTQ families. They love to say families. You know, one other thing I wanted to point out real quick is when they talk about 50% of the population, being women the assumption there i guess is 50 percent of the population think the same way you do and they don't and they don't no no we're 50 percent of the population we're gonna move the meter when it comes to election time well hey there's a new guinness book of world records anybody want to know what it is sure i do i don't think you're going to compete i'll tell you that mm. balancing a running chainsaw on the chin no mm. 
No. Now, this dude, David Rush, set the record. Of course, no one had the record before. It's the farthest distance balancing a running chainsaw on the chin. Dude. That's, that's part of yeah. He balanced it for 206 three, two, feet. One, eight two, inches. straight ahead. Wow. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Barrels of cash heading to Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Biden signed a bill today, or yesterday, I should say, uh, that will streamline the process of supplying Ukraine with military equipment and cash. Uh, this is the Ukraine Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act of 2022. So Ukraine can request uh, streamlined transfers of U.S. weapons and other security assistance. Uh, so you got the new weapons package for Ukraine worth about $150 million. So far, we've spent nearly $4 billion on Ukraine, and he is requesting $33 billion more. Democrats in Congress want to round that up to an even 40 I saw Lockheed Martin uh, talking about it's hard to get Ukraine the javelins because of the supply chain issues. (laughs) Got some problems here. I guess this would bring us to this question, and I don't know if any of us have the answer. How much is too much money? When do you say, okay, we can't can't give any more to Ukraine? I'm at that point now, honestly. Well, it's not like it's, it's a budgeted expense. I mean, we you know, obviously I mean, don't have any. We don't have any money. money. No, we're broke, flat broke. With over thirty trillion in debt, and you keep What's printing the money, right and inflation keeps going up, and yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm at the, I'm at that point when you start throwing around figures like thirty three to forty billion dollars, and we're in a situation right now where. You know, like you said, we are way in the hole when it comes to the deficit. We've got a border crisis on our southern border. Yes. We've got a baby formula shortage. Yes. That certainly maybe the federal government, if they're going to get involved in anything at all, maybe try to use the Defense Production Act or something to try to boost up production levels of that to feed our nation's infants. Then we have a possible... Well, electricity crisis. Yeah. Just the power crisis that might be happening in the it's next like 12 months. third world stuff. Yeah. I, I, I just read that this morning. I, I, I'm at the point where, look, I, I hope Ukraine comes out with whatever victory looks like at this point. But we can't keep signing blank checks to them. We can't. I mean, you want to be able to help a country like Ukraine. And then there's this whole other conversation. Well, you know, they're corrupt, too. Yeah, I understand, but this is Russia, and you want them to fight Russia. And then, you know, as your common everyday Joe, you're like, I, 
you know what, I don't know the answer, but I know you only have so much money, and we're so far in debt, and I know there is this belief, well, where we're really at in the world today is you can never be too far in debt when you're the United States. I don't know that I buy that. That sounds like a line well, of BS sure you can, me. because the currency gets devalued and on the world market. Right. I mean, the dollar isn't worth as much. Some, you know, they, There is I mean, all it's of that. It's a disaster waiting to happen. I've listened to different podcasts with that theory. I just, I, it doesn't seem right to me. But it, it, that's going to be a conversation going forward. We'll get to more later about the deficit. My gosh. And, and fact checkers from the left saying, yeah, this is crazy. Biden's lying through his teeth. Meanwhile, um, Joe Biden the other day on Mother's Day, you know, Dr. Jill went to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the headline everywhere. It was Dr. Jill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to provide medical services, right? No, no, no. she's not that kind no. of doctor. Oh, right. She's a, she's a fake doctor and a horrible human being. Yes. I, mean, I doctor, think Whoopi Goldberg just got that memo. Right. She's not a doctor that can help with medical services. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't make her the Surgeon General. She did, yeah. yes. Um, while Dr. Jill was over, you know, doing that deal because she thought it was important. Do you know what Joe was doing? He was teeing it up, I believe, I heard. Yes, with his brother. Yeah. His, don't call him a ne'er-do-well brother. James. Yeah. Yes. Optics matter, we were always told, with Trump and the golf. Mm-hmm. That seems like uh, optics might matter there. Well, not no. to mention that guy's a chop. And he <laughs> can't hit it out of his own shadow. Well, and, and also not to mention that James Biden is part of a scheme that was yeah. using his brother's position to make boatloads of cash at home and abroad. He and his favorite nephew. Right. Hunter. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of schemes to make tons of cash. Let's focus on BLM for a second. Yeah. Patrice Cullors. You have the story, David. Yeah, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors did an interview with the Associated Press and talked about the extremely questionable financial situation with Black Lives Matter. Because uh, it sure seems they raised tens of millions of dollars as a charity and used that money for themselves, right? Uh, one of the big points of contention, of course, is a $6 million property they bought through a shell corporation. And she hired family members to work there. They drew salaries from their made-up jobs. Patrice Culler says, oh, this is all on the up and up. And you know what? They really needed that $6 million property. Okay. We looked at commercial buildings. We looked at, you know, homes. And then we found this really amazing space that's a sweet spot between commercial and residential that has office spaces, that has parking that has, yes, a home on the property, but also has a soundstage where you could do podcasts and you could do uh, live events in the backyard. Is there any truth to the reports that your family um, has been hired um, to work at the property that was purchased by Black Lives Matter? (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh at that. They already got some homes, didn't they? I don't know if they got the jobs. I don't even know the answer to this. Wasn't it family members of hers that got homes? That's that she why she claimed yeah. Black Lives Matter, because she was helping black people. Right, because, yes. They were just her family members. Right, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. While my brother is the head of security and my mom and sister did work at the property, there are also dozens of other people who work in the organization um, that are black folks. And Well, oh. see, it's not just my family. We cut other people a break, too. Right, get off of my course. back, you racist. 
Shapers are doing amazing work. It's not like I literally, <laughs> you know, opened up the bank accounts and was like, I'm bringing all my family and friends in. Folks had skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm not yeah. bringing all my family members, just my, my mother and, and, and my brother and maybe a couple cousins, you know, whatever. Yeah. And other people with skill sets. Now, for those poor black people that don't have any skill set, now, I suppose I could have gave some money to, to help them with skills, but screw that. Well, her family members have degrees in grifting. <laughs> it's a tough major, you know, to get, but... Yeah, we had to do... We we needed a soundstage for podcast, and it's like, you know, one of the most successful podcasters is comedian Mark Marin, mm-hmm. who ran his podcast out of his garage. Yep. You don't need much to start a podcast. <laughs> Some of the best ones. I mean, it doesn't take much at all. Wow. And they took in $90 million. That was, what, 2020 alone? Yeah. That's incredible. Well, all the Fortune 500 companies were writing checks. Yes. I mean, you know. Where did all the money go? Well, will we ever find out? Probably not. No. It's amazing, though, that that was able to be pulled off like that. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, you got to feel pretty stupid right now. And I would love to see this with questions whenever they, ha- you know, on CNBC, um, Fox Business, whoever, and you get these big CEOs to come on for interviews, right? Hey, do you ever feel like you got taken to the cleaners when you donated all that money to BLM in the summer of 2020? Or were you just at that time looking at that money as listen this is just the price of doing business we got to appear to be woke to a certain audience that's in our demographic so yeah we didn't really care about where the money went if we were to be honest it was just like yeah get off our back you don't know but i at least want to hear the question being asked of those ceos you know those companies didn't even get their logo on the newsletter (laughs) probably didn't want it you would have thought, though. Well, and that was about the time BLM changed their website. Because even after George Floyd, when the riots were starting, it was still up on the website what they were about. It was Marxist. It was against the nuclear family. I mean, they weren't even pretending at that time. You knew exactly what it was. And people were like, how much money you want? We're here to help you. We fight you for your cause. Unreal. Okay, did you see the story? It was just kind of an amusing story of this dude that liked a certain menu item at a fast food restaurant, and as it happens sometimes, they do away with the menu item. Yes. He he was bummed out about it. This happened to a guy that liked uh, Taco Bell, and they took away his favorite item. And so he was saying, all right, I'm going to work out every day until they bring it back. And this dude has lost over 87 pounds. Wow. It's kind of endearing. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any dish that there's ever been where you really liked the item at the fast food place and then they took it away? Yeah. Because it didn't do well? Actually, it was Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was very disappointed when they got rid of the double-decker taco. Oh. It's where they got it's the it's the crunchy taco, but you've got basically a bean burrito that's wrapped around it. It's so good, man. Scott, no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, uh, you may not want to right now because your stomach's a little upset. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't need to talk about no, that. No, no. I just. Uh, but about is there anything missing? I mean, I like the Shamrock Shakes. I wish those were on. Oh, but that they bring it back year every round, year. But every year it comes back. Yeah.
Yeah, this guy's name is Chris Sandberg, and here he is talking about, well, what's happened over the last year or so, I guess. I thought they got rid of it too soon. Like, when I discovered the Grilled Stuff Nacho, I think it was the last week it was on the menu. When I had it, because they made me one, I was like, is this not going to be as good as I remember it? Like, it's been a lot of buildup. It was better than I even remember, I got to say. it. The Grilled Stuffed Nacho. That was That was a pretty good thing. That was... So it's kind of like a it's like a quesadilla, but you've got a nachos bel grande crammed in it. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Wow. So seventy or eighty-seven pounds he's lost, and you know he's putting it on social media every day and doing the updates. There you go, David. That could go along because you're still training with uh, the personal trainer that is like a no nonsense. Like, yeah, the beast mode guy. Beast mode. Yeah. So you could do this along with that, and you want your what was it double decker double taco? Double decker taco. They had it on for they had that on the menu for years, and they just they just killed it. They just took it away. Man, so are you still training with the dude? I've had to take a couple weeks off because of the bronchitis, and then I got I my chest muscles are like bruised. Whoa! So I can't like yeah, picking up the kids is agony. Oh man! So he said you're no good to me right now. Right. We go back to being back. a lump of clay. Well, does he say at least do what you can, like walk and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I walk the dog every morning. Okay. You just can't get into beast mode. I just can't do the beast mode thing. No. All right, he'll, he'll be back. Because if there's one thing David Van Camp's love, it's to beast up. <laughs> and double-decker tacos. And well, double-decker yeah, that would be the reward for yeah. beasting up. It's yeah. the way it goes. Okay. Much more to get to. A couple flip the coin at their wedding to decide their last name. And January 6th is why Putin invaded. Who said that? <laughs> Next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what did you just tell me, David? Uh, Biden said what? uh, Joe Biden today did it again. Somebody asked him, hey, why do you believe so many Americans believe that your administration is not doing enough to combat inflation? Biden's response is, well, they're not focused. I think what I have to do is explain in simple, straightforward language what's going on. These people just don't they 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 don't they don't see the top line benefits of this roaring economy because they're too focused on spending so oh much money gosh. on record high gas prices. I guess. No one not done the history books will note it. <laughs> that, that, that I'm doing everything I can. And, and if there's one guy who can explain things in simple straightforward language it's Joe Biden. Yes. I mean, imagine if. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, how is January 6th the reason Putin invaded Ukraine? Uh, Oh, my gosh. This is from MSNBC's Nicole Wallace, who is a cautionary tale to every young, attractive person. You better develop a personality because at some point the looks go away. Uh, Nicole Wallace thinks the Capitol riot is why Putin decided to invade Ukraine. Okay, there's something else we have to 
go over before I hear the clip. And I don't mean this to be mean. We're just talking about attractiveness. Was she attractive? Yeah. I would imagine at one point. Okay. I, I, and she oh, may wait. still be attracted to a lot of people, but I can't get over I can't get past it, so. Why? No, just sad all the time. It's, they, you know, she's incapable of laughing. Oh, there's no, there's no, gracious. there's no happiness in her life. I suppose if there was like a bright, charming personality, you'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, attractive. I just, I, okay, go ahead and play it. Uh, undeniable and uncomfortable reality for Republicans is that everything about January 6th made everything about invading Ukraine easier for Vladimir Putin. Wow, connect okay. the dots there. Do you have any idea where she went with that afterward? Well, the guest that she was posing that question to actually said, well, no, I'm going to push back a little bit on that uh, <laughs> because that's not <laughs> actually what well, I mean. This is this is one of those things where I think it's it's indicative of main character syndrome on the part of some pundits in the political field where they think everything that happens in the world has to do with their current thing the thing that they are obsessed with right got it and did vladimir putin suddenly after decades of wanting to reestablish the ussr suddenly just just decide you know what january 6th proves this is my this is my moment no of course not come on that's ridiculous (laughs) there's secret there's secret phone calls that were taped that he's trying to convince Chewbacca man to come join him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can come be my minister of defense. Uh, ah! <laughs> uh, he's great. Oh, it, this was a story I mentioned earlier. Couple um, flipped a coin at their wedding to decide the last name to use. Because, you know, the modern trend for a while was the dude taking the woman's last name. After what we know tradition is Mm -hmm. so this couple in virginia couldn't decide so they flipped a coin at the altar husband won the coin toss they said it is great it worked out well for us because we flip coins a lot what's your comment robbins i want to hear it give it six months (laughs) this is the markley van camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so if you're looking around going, man, what has happened to our country? Just stop yourself, okay? Especially if you're complaining about prices at the grocery store, at mm-hmm. the pump. You just don't understand how great the president's doing. Yeah. Not no, my words. You're right, I don't. Yeah, t- today Joe Biden was asked, why do you believe that people don't think you're doing enough to combat runaway inflation? And basically, it's, well, people are too dumb to understand it. Yeah, it's our fault. Okay. Hold on a second. I want to I make sure, because he's so, sort of said this before, right? Mm-hmm. In a different way. Yeah. I want to make sure that I have the right clip that this wasn't before. People just don't understand how great that I'm doing. Yes. And that's why the polling is so bad. Right. It's just people are... 
they don't get it, yes, roll it. Uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's they're, they're not focused. They're just, all they're focused on, understandably, is the problem they're facing. They get a 5.5% raise, an average raise in their salaries, and yet inflation exceeds that. And they look around the world, and they know that a lot of it's extremely complicated. And so they're frustrated, and I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. There's a lot we have to do. and But you know as well, I shouldn't say you. I think what I have to do is explain in simple, straightforward language what's going on. And why I'm doing well. Yeah. Given all these circumstances that I have to deal with. Dude, you caused them. Or whoever gave you marching orders caused them. A lot of these. That's why you see the polling people aren't fooled. They know exactly what's happened. Not to mention all the kooks. When you're talking about Roe v. Wade. When you were talking about COVID and school lockdowns. And then the information comes out. Well, the CDC had info that, yeah, they could open schools very safely, but they just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Because they were bargaining with the teachers union. I mean, it's one thing after another after another. And what side are you always on, Joe? You're on the wrong side every time. Even with big tech and legacy media protecting you, people see through it. Talk about frustrating. That's what is really going on. And then you see the Wall Street Journal today. An electricity shortage. Mm. Warnings going all over the United States on that issue. And as you said before, David, well, what happened in Texas, was that 20 months ago? Yeah. Different people could have looked at that saying, okay, we can't let that happen in different parts of the United States. What can we learn from it instead of trying to scoreboard Texas somehow? Yeah, they uh, yeah, they had the, uh, I think there was Chris Cuomo on CNN lecturing about how uh, Governor Abbott was personally responsible for people being without power during a freak historic snowstorm you know instead of actually the the partisan bickering they could have actually looked at what went wrong and i lived through it and i would like to know those answers like what went wrong and then you hear what went wrong and part of it involved uh an assumption that you could support a grid with windmills and well you can't because the windmills (laughs) can freeze up if you're in a state that doesn't that doesn't routinely winterize that infrastructure right Right. There are other states that do have sufficient winterization, places like Idaho, because it snows there. Right. More often. And instead of actually just trying, like you said, to scoreboard, they just, ah, whatever, we're just going to say Republicans bad. That's why Texas got screwed all those months ago, now more than a year ago. Uh, move on, nothing to see here. Never mind the fact that California routinely goes through strategic blackouts or rolling rolling blackouts because the grid can't support it. Welcome to the Green Revolution, okay? Well, that's the whole deal with the warnings right now about electricity. It's because it's going green too fast. Yes. Okay. So just know that that is out there. Um, a lot of talk about Roe v. Wade, Supreme Court, the leak. And then the crazy protests that have been going on ever since, especially over this weekend. Yeah. And part of that, dude, 
when you're outside of a Supreme Court justice's house, this is really something to me where you have this difference of opinion of thinking that's okay. How do people think, yeah, sure, they can protest anywhere? Well, it was mostly peaceful. They're trying to intimidate people. Yeah. You see the kooks outside these homes? Mm -hmm. Like a Brett Kavanaugh? Which, by the way, yeah, that looks like a nice neighborhood. It's not exactly mansion-like or totally swanky. We were a little surprised by the fact that there weren't, like, fences around their house. and I mean, yeah. This is like a neighborhood. Like, I live next door to the Supreme Court justice. You know, it's it's a nice neighborhood, but there was, you know. It, call it, me it, naive, call me whatever. Right. No, I, I really thought, if you were to ask me a week ago, yeah, what kind of home you think Brett Kavanaugh lives in? Well, it's it's a really nice big home, and it's probably gated. Gated, yeah. That sort of thing. That's what I would have thought. No, no, I was totally. Yeah, surprised. I know. Me too. I agree. I was um, shocked. Actually, I went, "Holy cow!" And Alito's house. Well, Same I've thing. heard you know different people talk about you know if they wanted to, they could be making gobs of money mm-hmm. working at some firm. They chose to do this, you know, a few hundred grand. Which is still a great living, but it's not sure. its not what I would have thought. But yeah, they could make more. I, guess. Well, I mean, the, the socialist founder of Black Lives Matter has a better house than the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. No, not even close, really. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, so this conversation has been going on. Is this okay? Protests yeah. going on, trying to intimidate a Supreme Court justice? The White House, I mean, they try to couch it in these terms of, oh, well, you know, of course we want it to stay peaceful, but... You know, you can protest anywhere, really. I mean, and the White House is still supporting this. This is uh, the press secretary, Jen Psaki. She was asked whether or not this stuff was productive. Hmm. Uh, look, I would say in terms of the productive question, that's not for me to speak to. Obviously, these justices make this decisions as an independent body. Uh, how they are influenced or if they are influenced is not for me to make a determination of. Uh, we do believe in peaceful protests. We do not believe in uh, or support uh, any intimidation of any kind. Obviously, the violation or breaking of any law, as somebody raised before. Um, or By the way, they do support intimidation. Think about yeah. George Floyd. Think about all those different cases. Give me a freaking break. Um, or threats or intimidation of any individual. Uh, what we do support is people peacefully protesting, and they do that in a range of places. Okay. Now, that's terrible. That should not be allowed to happen. And there was another pregnancy resource center that was vandalized, pro-life? Yeah, the Laredo House. Uh, that's a pregnancy resource center in Denton, Texas. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, that's where UNT is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's a nonprofit organization that helps uh, especially lower-income single mothers. And, yeah, counsels against abortion because it's Catholic, but provides medical care or helps get medical care resources to people who need it the most. And yet some leftist activists, I mean, UNT has become ground zero for this crazy left wing um, in a lot of ways. Trying to compete with Austin? Absolutely. And on Saturday, according to the Denton Record Chronicle, uh, both sides, uh, well, apparently both sides of the nonprofit's main sign on Bonnie Bray and the uh, front door were spray painted with the words, not a clinic, while the wall next to the front door had graffiti reading, forced birth is murder. (laughs) These people. 
Oh, my goodness. You know what, man? I'll play you a clip. This reminds me of something that Jason Whitlock said on Tucker Carlson's show last night. This is really interesting, man, um, because he's talking about how this could be a good thing, actually. You know what? I'll play you that in the next, say, 10 minutes. There's no cursing in it. It's nothing like that. Hmm. But I want to set it up properly. But it, it is this people are really showing themselves for what they truly believe in what they are, especially after the polling of second trimester abortion, third trimester. You you get a sense of where people are. On a lighter note, saw this. It was shared with me and thought it would be fun for us to kick around just for a minute. Because online, different guys are sharing unwritten man rules. Okay. Look at the sour face from Van Camp. What's that all about? Oh, I'm prepared for battle here. <laughs> I mean, I've got my own list of unwritten man rules that I think actually should be written down. Well, I'll add, give me two right now. Uh, one, if there's an option in the, in the men's restroom, yeah. uh, do not sidle up next to another dude. Use a different urinal. That's one of them. That that's one that's already on the list. Yes. Now, if there's not another one open, then you got to go. Right, you're going to take choice. a whiz. Right. Yeah. Uh, go to the stall. If the stall is taken. Mm-hmm. If you're at a ball game, for instance. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Walk I mean, out. Try later. Why? Because you're ashamed of something means I got to wait to whiz. <laughs> No, absolutely not. They may laugh, but they won't point. (laughs) (laughs) One was, I've never heard this before, but it makes sense to me, for an unwritten man rule. When you greet someone, nod down. When it's someone you know, you nod up. Hmm. That I didn't know. Yeah, I've seen that before. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I didn't know that either. Um, Everybody knows this, right? If a friend buys you a drink, you don't pay it back. You buy the next round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you help another guy out, move in something like that, beer, pizza, barbecue, all acceptable payment. Yes. I think that's pretty true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. When it comes to dads, don't roast a man in front of their kid. Yeah, don't do it. I agree. Yeah, don't I'd, do it. I've never heard the rule, but I, that sounds like yeah, a good rule to don't have. Don't do it. Don't I, humiliate me in front of my kids. I'd argue yeah. also not in front of the wife. Depending on how close, unless she's doing, unless she's in on it, right? Yeah. Um, Another one was, if you got a buddy and it's someone he really likes, they're around. He's always the funniest guy in the group. Don't don't outshine him with the humor. Hmm. Let him be the star. Which I think is a nice thought. I just never had any friends that would play that game. It was competition, and it never ended. Right. <laughs> That's how you live your life, competing. Yes. I didn't say it was my buddies. Yeah, you well, think I would be that way? Uh-huh. What, are you kidding me? Guess who said Fox News was racist? Someone that's working in the Biden administration. You, you won't believe it. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
there were different churches over the weekend uh, that hired security keep people from making a scene or trying to come in the church, like the Handmaid's Tale people at the Catholic Church in California. People weren't having it there. Uh, Then they have these women yelling at the security. Oh, my gosh. We pay you to take care of people. Yelling at security. You're just as bad as the people in the church. Building hearts and minds. Jason Whitlock has been a great sports columnist in his career. He's done a lot of different things. Does a lot of commentary now. And he was on Tucker Carlson's show last night saying, you know, seeing all these people and like the one crazy woman in New York with all the baby dolls. Killing him and saying she's oh killing him. Gosh. Yeah. Um, this is what Jason Whitlock had to say. Very interesting. Uh, Looking at the behavior of these people is sickening. But I'm also a bit optimistic and joyful that they've unmasked themselves and shown their wickedness and their evilness and their hostility towards God and a biblical worldview to the point that it now has to be publicly addressed that we're in a battle of good versus evil. This is a spiritual war that we're in. There is a war on God. It's not an attack on Donald Trump. It's not an attack on Tucker Carlson. It's not an attack on Jason Whitlock. It's an attack on God and the truth. And I'm 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 joyful. Well, hold on a second. That was one thing when David, you texted Scott and I a picture the other day of one of the protests. Yeah. And it was this person that looked like Gollum. Yes. And I mean, that was the first thing I was thinking. Like, mm-hmm. this is good versus evil. This is crazy. This is like. Every Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. every, you know, big epic, you know, Lord of the Rings, good versus evil sort of thing. That's what it feels like, man. And to hear Whitlock say that, it was like, yeah, dude, I get where you're coming from. But there was a pivot point where people were so grossed out by what they saw in the 1960s. He's talking about history here. From racist bigots. Yes. That beating Christian people on bridges and, and protests and things like that that people had to wake up and say, that's evil, and I don't want to be associated with it. Looking at what we're doing to Supreme Court justices, looking at the way churches and Christians are being attacked, that's a level of evilness that people should be repulsed by and say, I don't want to be associated with this. What is wrong with these people? Yeah, I see that going on all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's the thing. It's crystal clear. I mean, it's it, you can't come together you know, if you think that it should be legal to kill a baby at the moment of birth, if you think it's loving to castrate a preteen, Jeez. if you think that criminals should be allowed to run free in the streets for justice, you think it's okay to have open borders allowing drug cartels to abuse women and children and send poison into the veins of your fellow Americans, I don't want to come together with you. I have no, no. interest in coming together with you because we don't have common ground. We're living in two separate realities. You look at the new White House press secretary. Jean-Pierre. Hmm. David with the pronunciation of her first name. Corinne? Corinne. Corinne, see? They dug up some old uh, audio, her talking about Fox News. This was not long after the pandemic started. Yeah, we got to go way back, like 18 months. Yeah, yeah. not that not that far. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Fox News, they're, they're racist. Was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. So there is nothing new here. I think the difference is, is they have been, they are all in on being state TV for Donald Trump. That was just part of it. And then talking about, oh, and they, they talk to their viewers and they're putting them in danger because of coronavirus, but they've always been racist. That's your press secretary. And you're going to unite the country? Is that a joke, man? Well, the deuce will be loose. Oh, you better believe he will. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Yeah, that, that fight is not going to stop mm. with Ducey and the White House press secretary. No. But you know what we're going to get. Oh, it's racist. It'll happen, yes, yeah. before the end of May. He's going to get called racist. This is. Look at these two nuts. I mean, you got the... The emperor of disinformation, kook. Oh yeah, and, and, and now you got this going on. I mean, oh yeah, the the white woman. What's her name, David? Disinformation queen. Oh, Nina Jankowitz. Yes, yeah. she's a kook. You know. Yeah, interviewed for a job. I didn't know her social media history. No. Said the Dorcas. It. It's crazy. Unelected people. All right. Is the border crisis fueling the baby formula shortage? Interesting question. That much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott mm-hmm. Robbins. Okay. Man, I have a piece of audio coming up that I think you might applaud, Robbins. I'm, I'll, I, I can't wait to hear it. I haven't heard it. I've read about it, but I haven't heard it. Okay. Border crisis. Let's get to this first. Okay. Is it fueling the baby formula shortage? You know, we talked about this yesterday, so there is a big crisis going on with a uh, shortage of baby formula driven by, they say, you know, supply chain issues and this massive recall uh, from Abbott Laboratories. A, a facility was pumping out uh, tainted formula that killed infants. Jeez. Um, so there's this big recall that, by the way, the Biden administration and the FDA completely dragged their feet on for months. They knew there was a problem in October and they didn't issue the recall until February. Like, what What the hell is that, first and foremost? And then as we were digging in to where the shortages are most pronounced, where they are felt the most, and one of the, or actually the top metro in the country that is experiencing a baby formula shortage is San Antonio, Texas. And I heard a theory about this, because San Antonio is one of the first stops after migrants or illegal immigrants or somebody trying to claim asylum that's where they kind of wind up and it's also a major distribution point for aid to the border so then the theory goes that there are either organizations trying to do the right you know trying to help obviously babies who are winding up at the border you don't want them to die uh but that supply and the supply chain issue is being compounded or is compounding the shortage that's felt in the city of San Antonio. 
I think that's, that's really man, that makes, interesting. Makes a lot of sense because yeah, there are plenty of organizations in the federal government itself that purchases supplies meant to triage people who are coming across the border. Yeah, I mean, is it just happenstance that that area is more women that don't want to breastfeed that just want to do formula? I don't think that would make sense. Or, right, or, yeah, it would make more sense. Like another theory. That if you have a whole lot of women who are showing up who are malnourished and dehydrated, maybe not producing enough breast Mm -hmm. milk to uh, to feed their children, or if you have children, which we know has happened, who are just abandoned at the border. Mm Mm-hmm who need that formula. Wow. That's interesting. And I've heard it put that, okay, if it's the regular baby formula, you may have to go to different places. You can still find it easier than the specialized. Yeah. That if there is some sort of special formula, the baby is going through whatever it might be, then that stuff is a little more rare, and that's where real panic is coming. I was watching it. Because you you can't. You can't just make that like a regular baby formula. And listen, I'm not an expert. I'm just trying to communicate what I've heard. There are ways to replicate it. Uh, Don't ask me the formula or the recipe, but easier than the specialized. Yeah, that's really. There's a woman on uh, NBC News last night, and they've formed all these groups now on Facebook. If people find places outlets where they have oh, yeah. those and some of them are like hours away but people will drive to get it and they're also putting like four you know package minimums or maximums on these things oh it yeah i mean so it keep you from hoarding yeah my at at a couple of grocery stores i frequent it's it's one you buy one yeah, one that's yeah. that's the max you're allowed well it's going for big money on ebay too mm-hmm. oh well, yeah sure. over a hundred dollars yeah i've heard even higher than that it's crazy okay Let's go to student loan debt. Okay, we've heard this topic come up time and time again. And there's a lot of pressure on Biden, right? You hear that. And, I mean, pick your clip. Could be Ocasio-Cortez, Chuck Schumer, uh, Elizabeth Warren. All of them, we have to cancel this stifling debt. People just can't start life. They, They can't start a family. They can't start living their lives because they're struggling with this debt. Heard it time and time again, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Maher on his show over the weekend brings up student loan debt with Paul Begala, who happens to be a Democratic strategist. Okay? And so Maher is talking about he thinks it's a loser issue to bring up. And so he's given some stats. He's talking about, you know, it's 13% of Americans that have federal college debt. It's not a ton. It's 13%. Um, Because 65% of Americans don't go to college. And then he gets to this stat, which I thought you would find endearing. 50% of the college debt goes to people going to grad school, which, come on, a lot of that is just bullshitting around. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what to do, and you can keep going to school for free. Yes. So yeah. It just looks like a loser issue for the party that is trying to win back the working class, that we're going to subsidize. We who didn't go to college and didn't benefit from that are going to subsidize you to get your degree in gender studies <laughs> and sports marketing and all the other bull that they take in college. 
I, I, I think it's a loser issue. For- okay. So there he kind of states his case. I All agree. Right. All right. Now I think it's Begala's turn. And this is revealing a big secret, so don't tell anybody. We Democrats have a, a, a lab, two labs, actually, secret labs, one in Berkeley and one in Brooklyn, where we come up with ideas to completely piss off the working class. And it's working wonderfully. Um, we end- okay, he's got a sense of humor. Yeah, moment of clarity. Yep. So, yeah, you can tell some of the Democrats are really frustrated with the the direction of the party. And he goes on. Yes, oh yes, they have, they have, and they all have PhDs. Right. In pissing off the working class. <laughs> Somehow, in my lifetime, the Democrats have gone from being the party of the factory floor to being the party of faculty lounge. I, I went last week, I spent uh, Wednesday last week uh, in Chicago with the machinist union, hung out with the machinists all day, great guys, not a one of them came up to me and said, gee, I really hope you take my tax dollars to pay off the debt of somebody who went to Stanford. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's down with this. But no. I thought of this as the walk-off, because it's something that we've talked about on this show several times. And Bill Maher, who is sounding more like uh, well, a reasonable person every day compared to the where the world is moving, check it. I've said it on this show before. It's it, the Democrats have this idea that you're a better person if you sit in class more and more and get more and more degrees. And really the answer is to make is not to make college cheaper. It's to make it more unnecessary because most of it is bull anyway. Well, and it's not necessary. It's true. Boy, the uh, chancellors are clutching their pearls on that one. Yeah. They should be. I think people are waking up to that, too. Well, it sounds like Bill Maher and Paul Begala need to start voting differently. Sure does. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I hear Paul Begala, and I'm just like, you know what, man? Go pound sand. You push for this crap. Now you're, now you're on, now, now you're on this, uh, in this arena where, you know, a host is allowing you to tell the truth for once. And you're going to do it because people will applaud you. People in the audience are applauding you. People in conservative media might applaud you for that. I uh, No, screw that. You helped usher in this, this era, okay? Yeah. I mean, I want to move on to this Target story. The only thing I would say back to that is right now with where we've gone, the more people that at least sound like they have common sense, I'll applaud. No matter what they've done before. <laughs> I just want freaking common sense. And if that's spreading throughout the Democratic Party, good. I'm sure. I'm sure he saw focus group numbers on probably, that. and it's a loser, and he went out to probably to go the other way on it. Yeah, it could be. Uh, speaking the other way, Target is selling breast binders and packing underwear as part of its latest clothing collection. I don't know if you saw that. Wait that's a just ahead of Pride Month, which is next month. Packing underwear. Yes. You want to explain that? Well, I mean. It's, Okay. Or can you? I, I can. I mean, it's uh, it, it's nothing you would ever need. Um, That's good. It's go ahead, David. Well, I mean, you've got the chest binders, is what it sounds like, where you right, have a, a young woman who's confused and thinks she's a boy, and apparently this corporation thinks it's totally normal to say, "Yeah, just flatten your chest." Mm-hmm. Um, and for the underwear that is for boys who have been convinced by groomers that he's actually a girl, mm-hmm. and it tucks the anatomy oh, away. Oh, yeah. I was thinking maybe it did the opposite. 
What do you mean like, like a, it enhanced it? You mean like uh, what? A like cucumber in your pants cucumbers. or something? Yeah. No, no. Wrapped in aluminum foil. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's it's to you know, push it down, I guess. Yes. Okay. What? And they're selling these over the counter now, huh? Just the Target. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they partnered with Tomboy X and Humankind for the collection, which is queer-owned, female-founded brands. And it's one of those things when I saw the story, um, and you'll talk about you hate boycotts and all that stuff, Scott. I'm not trying to initiate a boycott. Hmm. But I hope there are enough people that say, you know what, I think uh, I'm good as far as shopping at Target. I don't need to go there anymore. They're just going to support something like that, mm-hmm. then I don't think I want my money to go right. there. I'm not going to call for other people to do it, but for me, that's the right decision. Yes. I would. I won't call for people to do it, but to say, if you think this is right. a load, if that's what you think, then yeah. show it with your cash. Absolutely. Yes. Because nobody's been successful. Nobody went woke and went, boy, our numbers are really better now. Wow, man. And you have, speaking of woke, an update on Latinx? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Latinx, <laughs> Latinx, whatever, Latinx. Uh, woke activists and including, I mean, Joe Biden has talked about this. Uh, they've been really trying very hard to get Latinos or Hispanics to adopt the term Latinx, Latinx, whatever. That's where it's like Latino, but an X at the end to try to make it like gender neutral. The only problem is, uh, no one in that community uses that because it completely goes against the basic rules of the Spanish language. It's a gendered language. Whether you yeah. like it or not, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the left is trying something new. NYU and other universities are using the term, it looks like Latin, but I believe it's pronounced Latine. So it's an E at the end instead of an O or an A to indicate masculine or feminine. Boy, oh boy, they just don't get it. This is a bunch of white people, isn't it? Well, sure. Uh, yeah. Saying, hey, we got to figure out a way because you know we got to feature lgbtq but we also have to go with the rest of the voting base which is black and brown people it's what they're always thinking and obviously they're on our side so just go along with it and take latinx or latine or whatever and be a part of our group stop thinking for yourself right and the best part about like latinx is that there's no way to pronounce that in spanish because if you were trying to say it in spanish it would be latinx and that just that sounds like some sort of debilitating rash, doesn't it? Yes, but could you do it with your accent? Could you Latinekis. Again, one more? Latinekis. <laughs> nice. Man, I came down with a bad case of Latinekis. <laughs> you should put some talcum powder on it, David. Yeah. It should clear up. <laughs> need some gold bond, actually. <laughs> Latinekis. Wow. Okay. Um, okay, why not throw another woke story out there? The Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has issued a call to arms over abortion. Wow. That much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, you have the story of the Chicago mayor. Done yeah. a fantastic job. Well, I, I mean, it's very insurrectiony here. While her mm. city falls apart around her, she's weighing in on a draft decision from the Supreme Court that was leaked dealing with abortion. Uh, so Lori Lightfoot posted a couple of tweets that include a call to arms over the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, her words. She exactly. Said, she said, to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. We <laughs> a will lot not, of guns in Chicago. We will not surrender our rights without a fight, a fight to victory. Uh, what is she talking about? Is she buying into that nonsense? Uh, I'm just saying that that that's what the right's coming for next after Roe v. Wade. All, Even though in the written opinion from Justice Alito, he said this only pertains to this case, not right. anything else, because he knew the nuts would be out there doing this sort of they thing. They didn't read it. No, she's she's calling for violence, obviously. Yeah. Arms. Okay. And I suppose if you criticize that, you're sexist and racist. Well, well a, I know that for a fact because she said so. That's a gun-free zone anyway. I think she was asked one time about her the yeah. criticism on her. Wasn't mm-hmm. that the deal? Yeah, I think How so. much of this do you think might have to do with the fact that you're a woman and partic- specifically a black woman? About 99% of it. That's right. Right. All the criticism. The only reason that. I can't think of one other thing to criticize her about other than she's black and a woman. Lesbian. She, well, that's true. Yes. She didn't mention gay. She didn't play that card there. I Not guess because it wasn't in the question, right? Well, from what I understand, it's a, a dying breed, as they say. Lesbian. A dying breed? Yes. Well, I guess that's not the right terminology, but yeah, lesbians are dying out. Yes, I just heard that report the other day. I didn't hear this. Yeah, because um, you, as women are coming of age now, if they decide that they're attracted to women, they're mm-hmm. encouraged to become dudes. Oh, got it. And so just your regular, I guess, would you say garden variety? Right. Lesbian is going to be a thing of the past. That's the prediction. Within, uh, I heard, 15 to 20 years. Mm. I mean, it's all theories. Be fossilized a million years from now. <laughs> but, well, it, it's interesting. I guess if you look at the numbers of what, say, in a demographic of 18 to 24, what it would have been 10 years ago and what it's going to be in five years. Because, again... Those people now are encouraged to start, you know, transitioning. Yeah. See, I I don't think it'll actually happen because the backlash to this is coming, especially when you consider the fact that there's a generation of who are people who are soon to be young adults realizing they got screwed over. Oh, they've been lied to, well, forever since they were born, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. We just all got to stick to telling the truth. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
Main Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so Biden, President David, answering questions today after he spoke about inflation. Uh, yeah. And by the way, uh, he knows that the abortion issue that has become front and center because of the leaked draft decision, uh, he knows that his party is so far out of step with the American public that when somebody started to ask him about it, he actually said, no, I want to get back to historic inflation. I'd rather talk about how bad I'm doing on the economy than talk about that subject. Wow. That's how incredible it is. I did think it was kind of interesting, though, because a reporter did ask uh, him something about Florida Senator Rick Scott, who has said, Joe Biden should resign. That's the best thing he could do for the country. Oh, I have the audio of that. Yes. Yeah, check it out, man. It... You, called out Scott, you called out Rick Scott a little while ago in your remarks. Earlier today, anticipating your remarks, he said, and I'm just quoting here, that uh, the best thing, most effective thing Joe Biden can do to solve the inflation crisis he created is resign. He's the problem. The senator added later. The senator added later. Joe Biden is unwell. He's unfit for office. He's incoherent, incapacitated, and confused. These are his words. Offering you a chance to respond. I think the man is a problem. Can I ask you? And then on from there. Snappy yeah. comeback. I think the man has a problem. Well, let's go back to his reference to Rick Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Here, here is here is what. Joe Biden said. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership, laid it all out. No, no, no he's, he's from Florida, not Wisconsin. Yeah. And he couldn't even get this out. In a plan, it's the ultra MAGA agenda. The ultra MAGA plan. Oh, my God. By the way, that's such a weird attempt at a dunk because ultra MAGA sounds awesome. Yeah, who doesn't want to put ultra on the name? I'm Joe Biden. Okay, so is this the Democratic Party saying, okay, we need to tie all the Republicans into something that, with independence, doesn't show up in focus groups? MAGA. They don't want to be known as MAGA. So then you say, all the people in the Republican Party, this is some ultra-MAGA thing they got going. Yeah. And they think that's going to resonate. I guess, man. It just sounds clunky, too. Call it mega-MAGA. Let's see, that's... That's better. Well, he's actually. brought it back. I mean, he's using it, you know, almost every time he speaks now. But he still can't get it out. Well, and that's a tough word. Yeah, that, well, that's why they can't say mega mega because that is automatically hard because you can oh. barely say ultra. The plan is the ultra my mega agenda. Ultra mm-hmm. my mega plan. He's lost, dude. Right. I I think he thought he was giving a good answer to this question, but then caught himself. Oh, see what you think. I'll just play it for you. It's, it's self-explanatory. Do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. That's the first thing. Okay, did you get that? First, we're in power. We're in power. Right. Yeah. The first is we're in power. Yeah. That's the first thing. And you justifiably right, we control all three branches of the government. Okay. Well, we don't really... No, no, you really, really do. Really. No, you really do. Well, no. No, they don't, actually. 
got you got Congress, you've got yes. the White House. You don't have the judiciary, though. Well, that is true. Controlling as much as the Democrats can. Right. But then, well, we don't really. Okay. Back to Rick Scott's point. Unfit, not well. All of those things. Yes, I think he has a point there. Can we stop pretending at some point? I mean, I, I really, it's so ridiculous. No, it's, we haven't pretended it's, in a while. It, well, I haven't either, but I mean, the, the pretending is still going on. Like, there's nothing to see here. Nothing wrong. Fit as a fiddle. Sharp as attack, that Joe Biden. Oh, I've heard even people on the left talking journalists say, you know what, this is really a disgrace. Well, they need to that, be more vocal about it then. Well, yes. There's no mm-hmm. sort of investigation. This can't go on. To this guy not being well? Oh, no. They Remember, during Trump's presidency, they wanted to have hearings, and I think they actually did have hearings mm-hmm. from psychologists talking mm-hmm. about the mental state of Donald Trump. Yes. And they were calling for 25th Amendment. No, this was like supposed to be this this hot button issue. Here you got a guy who can barely spit words out. Again, individual words, they sound like hostages with Stockholm Syndrome. He's trying to let them out, but they just don't want to come out. And the best we get is, well, nothing's really happening, or it's a stutter. Stop making fun of his stutter, dude. There's you know a difference between a stutter and what we're witnessing every oh, yeah. day. Yeah. To that point, and then we'll move on with Biden. You made a point a couple of weeks ago with Diane Feinstein, who is not mentally well, and it's been right. widely reported. And I remember talking about it, and you felt bad for it, David. I think because you have a good heart. And it's like, you know what? She's just not all there, man. I mean, we've had relatives, things like that. It happens. But you have this sympathy on a human level, yeah, right? And I think we've all gone on this roller coaster with Biden. Sometimes you feel bad, like, my goodness, how did his family let him out there? Mm-hmm. He's obviously not well. And then other times I'm like, no, this guy is dividing the country on purpose. Because when, in, when he is in his right mind, he knows what he's saying. When he's causing a division on racial lines, he knows what he's doing. Then you come back around to this. How much longer can they do this? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's. I mean, maybe after a disastrous midterm, midterm they'll they'll all of a sudden start but to wake up and go. We can't have this anchor because you're um, a box checking administration, and it started with the VP pick. You got nobody to go to. Right. You may have the diverse, the most diverse cabinet in the history of the world. Okay, you didn't pick the best people. That's obvious. No. And now you're in this predicament. Unreal. Okay. Let's go to Lawrence O'Donnell. I haven't heard this, David. You got this for us today. Oh, yeah. he Lawrence O'Donnell is that weird guy on MSNBC who speaks like he's always constipated and very mad about it. Which I get it. I mean, if you've been constipated for 30 years, yeah, that, mm. would, be, that mm. would be very frustrating, I know. Mm. Well, MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell claims that the Constitution has been corrupted because Republicans have worked within the framework of the Constitution. Somehow. What? All right. Here we go. Donald Trump is obviously, by a gigantic order of magnitude, the stupidest man who has ever won the Electoral College. And in the presidency, stupidity is dangerous. 
Good Lord. This is how he starts? Yeah. This Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and look at the situation we're in right now compared to Trump. Okay, go on, Lawrence. And thanks to the corruption of the Constitution, which has turned out to be a much weaker document than we thought, Mitch McConnell refused to follow the constitutional requirement of the Senate giving the President of the United States advice and consent on President Obama's last Supreme Court nominee. By refusing to even vote on President Obama's nominee to the Supreme Court, Mitch McConnell set up the stupidest president in history to appoint one-third of the Supreme Court using a list of possible nominees given to him by Mitch McConnell. That is corrupting the Constitution. Oh, my gosh. So so he's going after it as a constitutional thing instead of arguing abortion? But, That's his yeah. way of fighting the good fight? But, but they worked within the framework of the Constitution. Of, of course. He just doesn't like the way it turned out. No. Jeez. Okay. Okay, you got that look in your eye. Both. Well. Both of you guys. You want it, don't you? Yeah. I mean. This is why you brought it in. The, if you guy, want. the guy who's chronically constipated also has a bit of a rage issue. And a couple years ago. <laughs> I knew. I'm like, okay, this audio well, okay. This... You want to hear his meltdown with the hammering from a few years ago. Yeah, I do. Because it's. I, I think it's just entertaining. There's a lot of heaviness in the news. And this is something yeah. that we can all point and laugh at that weird little guy on MSNBC. Because someone was, was hammering or something outside of his studio. And he flipped out about it. Yes, and it was going into Labor Day, was this 2016, 17, somewhere yeah. in there, and it, he couldn't take it because it was going through his headset, yeah. and he couldn't concentrate on his incredible content. There's insanity in the control room tonight. You have insanity in my earpiece. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. It's Where's the hammer? Is it on the Go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering! Can you imagine working with that dude every day? No. Oh, my gosh. I would hire people to hammer. Poor guys. Below me. <laughs> Four directors going, it's upstairs. I'll go down to the <laughs> floor myself and stop it. Keep the <laughs> commercial break going. Call <laughs> Phil Griffin. I don't care who the <laughs> you have to call. Stop <laughs> the hammering. Empty out the <laughs> control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there. Or out there somewhere. Out of control. <laughs> I think that we got to do that at least three times. A year. Oh yeah, because it it always comes back fresh, doesn't yeah. it? We're not even done yet. We still got twelve seconds to enjoy. Crazy <laughs> sound coming in my ear. This <laughs> stupid hammering. It just <laughs> sucks. It <laughs> sucks to be out here with this out of control. I haven't <laughs> taken a dump since nineteen ninety two. It's terrible. <laughs> Oh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Gotta love it. Okay. Patrice Cullors from Black Lives Matter says, I have never used BLM donations to enrich myself. <laughs> and that comedy routine continues next. Right then, 
Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You want to hear some good news? Sure. Okay. Yeah. The number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we build is inflation. See, it's strong. Just take yeah. away strong. We're strong, see? That strength that we built is inflation. Yeah. That's the president of the United States of America right there. Yeah. Trump has attacked that guy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, that was from earlier today. Let's get to Black Lives Matter um, and their responsible use of funds. <laughs> Patrice Cullors. I don't have a story about that, but, oh. uh, yeah, co-founder Patrice Cullors did an interview with the AP, uh, talked about the extremely questionable financial situation with Black Lives Matter because uh, it, it, it looks like they raised tens of millions of dollars um, as a charity and used that money for themselves, buying properties, that ninety million dollars in twenty twenty alone. It was a lot. Uh, now she says, though, even though she's got multiple properties that she paid for herself, uh, she says she never drew a salary from the organization. You don't have to, and and, and she have that kind of cash coming in. She's actually offended that anyone would question where she got that money. Oh, okay, roll it. No, I have never used Black Lives Matter donations to pay for any of the properties that I own in the past or own right now. You know, the idea that Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation received millions of dollars and then I hid those dollars in my bank account is absolutely false. It's been a really bizarre experience to... Do you detect the sleight of hand there, David? Notice she said, I never used Black Lives Matter donations. Right. Like it wasn't directly from the Donate Now page into her bank account. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tell for sure. No. Uh Uh-huh. The truth. And to have false and misinformation be spread about me, especially around my own personal resources that I've worked my ass off to attain. Please. You fleeced a lot of people. Well, you did use Black Lives Matter money to buy homes for your relatives. And yourself. Yeah. There's no disputing that, is there? Well, where where else did the money come from? There's a lot of different ways to put money in different spots. Well, the $6 million mansion they bought in California for the organization, right? Yeah. That was bought through a shell company. I mean, it, right. again, it doesn't have to go directly into your bank account. I'm sure that if they were to, if the IRS were to audit her, per, well, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. But, but you'd bet good money I, on it. I wouldn't be surprised if they audited her personal financial situation. Like they just looked at her bank account. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't find anything that like, oh, it went from Black Lives Matter directly to mm-hmm. her checking account at Wells Fargo. I'd be shocked if if she were that brazen about it. But come on, man. They had a network of lawyers, Democratic activists. They had a network of people who were funneling that money into their personal lives. Dude. And has that money gone to help kids, impoverished kids in the community? Education, we're always told that's the key, right? Tutors, whatever it might be. Money to help kids. Has it happened? 
Because you would think if it was getting put to good use, I'd want to know. About, I'd want to hear about it. You'd want to tell people, wouldn't you? When you're yeah. a charity doing great work. Oh yeah. Here are the things we're doing. That's part of what you do. Well, they're doing important podcasts in a six million dollar mansion. Okay. To keep the game alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're really trained Marxists, and you've admitted that. I mean, on tape. Meanwhile, Elon Musk, you know, taking over Twitter. And he was in the news because he said, man, hey, if something happens to me, like I get killed, nice knowing you. Because he's in Russia's crosshairs right now, Mm -hmm. because he's helping Ukraine with Starlink. Um, But the separate story was what he plans to do with Twitter. Um, And it's going to take a while, but how they're going to maximize revenue, you know, over, what, three to four times where it's at right now. And there's talk of like a $3 subscription a month. Yeah. And that way they wouldn't be so reliant on, you know, other companies to sponsor and buy up any sort of advertising. One of the things he said, he does plan on firing about a thousand people. You're like, yeah, because you'd have to weed out a lot of people with your new vision, wouldn't you? Oh, of course you would, because otherwise you'd have people constantly sabotaging you. That's going to be a fun day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. What was the other? Oh, yeah. 69 million users would pay three bucks a month. Yeah. You don't have to sit through a bunch of ads and everything else, three bucks a month. I have no idea with that sort of model. But I think there are enough people that just like what Elon Musk is trying to do. They would probably invest in it at least a little bit. It'll be interesting to watch. Yep. One other thing real quick. This is for because, well, you've seen this. Um, And now the rest of the country is seeing another store. Just people go in and start stealing stuff. This is a retail store. This is unbelievable. That's been open for like three months. And you see the comments of this video being shared. It's like, oh, this happens in Albuquerque all the time, as it does in a lot of cities. People just go in and steal crap and leave. Yep, crazy. All right, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta, next, right here. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, Elon Musk has made some news, and you're going to hear some freak out over this, I'm sure. But, you know, he is uh, considering buying, well, he's he's actively in the process of trying to buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, still doesn't know if the deal is going to ultimately go through, but he was asked about Donald Trump and whether or not Donald Trump's account would be reinstated. And he said, well, yeah, permanent ban. Uh, yeah, he said that was that was wrong and that was stupid. Well, yeah. Oh, the freakout's going to be on, man. You know that. And I don't know. They're probably going to stay on Roe v. Wade for a while. They won't go back to Elon Musk because that's a bigger deal to the kooks on the left yeah. than Elon Musk. But you're still going to hear about it. I like it. Yeah. But Trump had said before he wasn't going to go back to Twitter. Yeah, because he was trying to pump up this truth social thing, but he's not very active on that. Yeah. 
Interesting. Come on. Does anybody believe he would be able to resist it? I don't think so. His no. account gets reinstated. Suddenly it's like, welcome back, Don. Come on. Yeah. Another story out there today, Tom Brady. Now, he's unretired. But he has made the decision he will join Fox Sports as an analyst when he retires. That's Fox CEO just uh, announced that today, that he will call games alongside Kevin Burkhart and will assist with various client and promotional uh, promotional initiatives. Brady said he's excited, but there's a lot of unfinished business on the field with the Buccaneers. So there you go. Leave Tom Brady alone. Well, you know, some people ponder what they're going to do in retirement. Not him. Not him. He's going to go ahead and go out there and say, yeah, I'm going to do this now. I would imagine he'll be pretty good at it. He'll be on the road a lot. Oh, so, man. If he's staying, okay. staying home with the kids isn't, isn't an option, I guess. No. <laughs> Well, it's only half the year, right? Well, you got preseason, you got camp. The thing is, it's not as easy as people think it is. No. It no. really is. Oh, gosh, no. Doing play by play, color commentating, which is what he'd be doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope he's good at it because I think, you know, he's, as, as, again, as the greatest of all time, he's got insight into the position of quarterback that a whole lot of people don't. I hope he's able to articulate that well. I, 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 I'm excited to listen to him. Whenever he decides to make that leap. Yeah. And his work ethic is yeah. insane. He should He'll retire and play with the Cowboys one year because all the former Cowboys end up in the booth. <laughs> all the quarterbacks. <laughs> you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, at this time every day, gives us his top three stories today, helped by his hero in life, his top 40 hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. I think Casey's ready. Scott's ready. Yeah, let's go, I'm man. ready. Of course. Three. Number three, the House of Representatives is going to be holding hearings on UFOs. Yeah, you excited about this, David? No, I'm not. No, you're not? Okay. I oh, thought you wow. would be for some no, reason. Because I thought, yeah. No, I, I don't think we're going to learn anything. Yeah. But they said there's much to learn about those unidentified aerial phenomenons that are taking place. Of course there are. They, they went on to say the the the, uh, the, the congressman who will be doing the inquisition, what am I trying to say here, inquisitive words, I'm sick, sorry. But one thing is for sure, the American people deserve full transparency. So we'll give the public a chance to hear from experts on one of the greatest mysteries of our time. Wait a second, we had a big hype on this a couple years ago, and it was a nothing burger, right? Wasn't that the deal? I, I wouldn't call it a nothing burger. I mean, we had confirmation that the Pentagon was actively tracking things that they could not explain. That is true. And unidentified aerial phenomena that we that move in ways that seem to go against the known laws of physics. So we're going to see videos and presentations. Yeah, it'll look like Pong. It'll be incredible. Like the Pong game? Yeah, the little thing. Yeah, so you can't kind of, tell what yeah. it is, and then it goes fast, and you right. don't see that. So it's kind of fuzzy, too, isn't what it? Do, what do the aliens have on you, Jamie? They have nothing on me. Just like, okay, you, you, all this yap about all this stuff, and then you, you go to see it, and then it just doesn't seem to pay off. I'm ready for, you well, know, some some cool stuff. That's I am, it. I am just happy that sky-high inflation and 
war in Europe and leading a president around by the hand is those are all problems that have been solved. <laughs> we can move on now to unidentified flying objects. All right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. And two. I hope it's interesting. I really do. I know. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says overturning Roe v. Wade would be bad for the economy. Yeah, you know, we got so many things that are bad for the economy, and I had no idea, but uh, Bob Menendez was uh, grilling her. And affect our economy. The ability to have full uh, control over one's reproductive health has real-world economic consequences. According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, current state-level abortion restrictions already cost the United States about $105 billion annually due to reduced earning levels, increased job turnover, and time off for women. Wow. So, Secretary Yellen, uh, if the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe versus Way is the actual decision, what impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women? Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy. Oh, we got to go. kill more babies. There you go. Do it for the economy. I'm sure the Confederate economists were probably talking about losing, too, uh, during the uh, Civil War. Free labor, after all. And, you know. Yeah, I- here, here's here's why this is hard to square, actually, because the abortion rate over the last 10 years and really over the last few decades has kind of been going down. It'll mm-hmm. it'll pop up a little bit, but then but generally has been on a downward trajectory, uh, not necessarily because of any more restrictions put in place, but because of access to birth control, because of uh, the ability uh, to plan when you're going to get pregnant has has gotten way better since 1972 yeah or 1973 Mm -hmm. um so that's been going down and as far as women in the workforce the number of women in the workforce and getting higher paying and managerial jobs has been going up so it actually makes no sense well see they're saying if if yeah but those are those women that killed the babies if they were were to bring them to turn yeah, but, that, but some are still doing it. Then you got but, more restrictions, and it's going to cost but, us. But you see, like this chiastic, this X-shaped relationship right now. Abortion <laughs> right. rate slowly goes down, pops up every now and again, but goes down. The number of women in the workforce going up, and it actually peaked under Donald Trump. The number of women succeeding in the workforce, in terms of wages, mm-hmm. in terms of again high-paying managerial positions, and then that got. That got ripped away because, well, Democrats locked everything down. And in fairness, Republicans did, too, initially. But Yeah. Well, also, I would think that somebody like her who studies the economy would understand supply and demand. I mean, the demand for children far outweighs the supply in terms of adoption. Oh, well, that and just in terms of repopulating the country. Yes, that, too. The birth rate is scary low. It's just something that that conversation is happening. Like, it's really going to cost us money if these women can't abort the children. Where did they come up with oh $1.3 billion? And where does that number even come from? By the way, does anybody ask any of these people, when does life begin? Well, no. You think they're going to talk about That's a fair question, isn't second it? Second trimester, I mean, when do you trimester? think it begins? Are, are you when kidding me? Tell them that God's going to cut them down. Tell them that God's going to cut them down. I mean, that's a fair question. I mean, yes. while, while we're arguing about this, I mean, it would be fair to give, what is your definition? Is it after birth? 
Is it after nine months? Is it on conception? When is it? Well, how do you define it as a party? I mean, they won't talk about it. it. We'll not talk about it. It's no, they won't, and I don't. I don't understand for the life of me why somebody just doesn't ask. <laughs> okay, it's a trifecta. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, and yes, and finally we're there. One, uh, the New York. So you know, there's this game called Wordle that the New York Times has bought. Yeah, oh, where yeah. You, you get like a guess at a certain number of letters. It's kind of like a short crossword puzzle, almost. You know, you don't really get any hints. Anyway, it's very popular right now. Uh, they changed the word of the day because the answer was actually a little too problematic in these troubling times, Scott. Yeah, so you're like, well, was it the F word? No. Was it the N word? Well, no, it wasn't that. So what in the world? And by the way, the New York Times bought Wordle, so they mm-hmm. own it now, lock, yeah, stock, yeah. and barrel. A lot of people are mad about that, too. You think so? Yes, they were very vocal with their Because it was kind displeasure. of an ind- independent thing for a while, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so so they uh, they put the thing in there, and let me turn my page here real quick. Thank you very much. So uh, they changed it uh, the other day because the game, by the way, the game uses six tries to try to guess a five different word, but the word was fetus. Can't have it. Just done. Yeah. Just done with that. Wow. And there you have it. There you go. I got another one if you want on a lighter note, and it's kind of, well, righteous in a way, if you want to hear it. Sure. It's up to you, man. It's your bit. No, take it. Go. Yeah. Want another one? Okay, yeah. Here it is. Maybe you've heard of this dude, Mark Rober. He's got a YouTube channel. Um, somebody sent me the obstacle course for squirrels that he designed. It's it's incredible. It's really something. And he's also done videos with glitter bomb packages for porch pirates. Yeah. Yeah. For the new video, he, as the story goes, decided to pull some mean but harmless pranks on a group that a lot of people would say deserves it, and that is scammers. So he and his team worked with an ex-scammer and got him hired by a call center in India so he could plant prank devices in their offices. Okay? It took 18 months to plan, and it did go very well. So this is what they did. And this is like one after another. Okay? They planted a water bottle filled with military-grade fart spray in the office. Okay? They left special soap in the bathroom to dye people's hands blue. They left a box of Viagra in there as well with the boss's name printed on it. They also smuggled a microfogger into the office to fill it with smoke and a lunchbox full of cockroaches rigged so they'd run out and scatter all at once. And all of the pranks happened back to back on the same day. And Mark's team hacked into the company's security cameras so they could get it all on video. Oh, my gosh. That's great. (laughs) And they're saying it actually did some good because all the scam centers in India heard about it and got paranoid more pranks were coming. So they shut down for several days. Based on revenue, Mark says it stopped them from stealing like $2 million from people. Wow. He and his friends did this, well, from a long way away, like hacking a social network with 57,000 scammers, (laughs) downloading their contact info and giving it to the FBI. He said it's his mission to shut down all the the scam call centers out there. Wow. I can't wait to see it. Just heard about it. But I thought you guys would get a good one, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. It's okay. really been an honor for me. Yeah, well, sure, man, yeah. always. always. Yeah, you better believe that. Yes. I'm quite sincere. Whoa. Nice. Okay, we still got Nimrods of the News to get to and a news update.
Straight ahead, right here. Goodbye. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. This is a really weird story. Remember the story of Hannah Tubbs? Now, this is actually a guy uh, who was arrested because eight years ago, when he was still identifying as a he, he molested a girl in the bathroom of a Denny's. Now, he was arrested more recently And the prosecutor in California decided to try him not only as a minor, but then when convicted, sent him to a juvenile facility for girls. Because now, he says, I identify as a woman. Uh, Hannah Tubbs is the name that he gave himself. Uh, But he's been arrested. His name is actually James Edward Tubbs. He's being charged with murder now. Whoa. And I see this on foxnews.com. They don't have any details about what exactly he would have been or who he killed. My gosh. Still waiting on that information. But wow. This is the guy, by the way, he was also bragging about it on the phone. He was. Yes. Like, yeah, they're not going to do anything to me. Because they rarely do. My goodness. Um, oh, for Scott, wanted to get to a Bette Midler update. She tweeted. Not again. Yeah, I, I figured you'd want to know. Oh, man. Um, she said, uh, Planned Parenthood isn't killing children. You're thinking of the NRA. Oh, please. Shut the divineness <laughs> dope. Bette Midler has spoken. What a dope. What an idiot. Oh, no yeah. No kidding. I was, you know, I got to bring this up before we get to Nimrods. I was a little surprised, Scott, uh, being that today is May 10th, that you didn't bring up the anniversary uh, during the trifecta, your top three stories of the day. Anniversary day. of what? Well, it wasn't. I mean, I know Winston Churchill became the prime minister of England back in 1940. Oh, and I didn't know that. It was, well, 28 years ago, Nelson Mandela was inaugurated as okay. South Africa's first black president. But I thought this date meant a lot to you because it was eight years ago. I don't know what I did eight years ago. Well, May 10th? You forgot? Well, I was... Michael Sam became the NFL's first openly gay player. Oh, well. <laughs> Remember, that was going to be like opening the floodgates for got, athletes all over. I got that in my rainbow love uh, email this morning. No, you didn't. Now, is that guy still around, by the way? Well, I think he's still living. I mean, he's, I, uh, but he's is never he made still a like spokesperson for I don't think it just causes. It, I never hear about him anymore. Dancing with the Stars, anything? No. Mm. Can anyone name the first openly gay NBA player? Because that was also a big deal. Cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, oh boy. Geez. No, I can't. I, I can Three, picture him, too. Two, Jason Collins. There you go. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. And now, how about baseball? When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. All right. 
You just got to make it fast. Nimrod's the news. North Carolina. Jason Oxentine. Well, he was a teacher's aide and athletic director at a middle school. Uh, it was a rural school. Um, he was at school a couple Fridays ago. He needed to move his truck from the back of the building to the front. So he had a middle schooler do it with my truck. No one got hurt, but the kid did crash into three school buses and total the guy's truck. It's rural. You should have known how to drive by then. Right. And that's Nimrod's in the news.